In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. the ability of wages and I'm a protectionist I believe you have to have a strong manufacturing base and working-class people middle-class people and I got to tell you there's gonna come a point in time that the family unit that I was so blessed to come up with with a mother that could stay at home with her five kids and a father who could work a blue-collar job as a foreman and pay for Catholic school that day is ahead of us all that's all policy saying it's women want to go back to staying at home and raising kids and men go if, back to if, the factories brother, and working if she so chooses we ought to have that opportunity. One of the problems we have with family formation is that these economic policies has really let the world unfairly compete. Remember, here's the thing with millennials. They're like 19th century Russian serfs. They, they're, they're better shaped. They have more information. They, they're, they're, they're better dressed, but they don't own anything. 5,000 years of the Judeo-Christian West was built around the family, built around you, you, you save your money, you're a good householder. We've shattered that. Millennials, millennials no, don't have a chance. You're, they're 20% 20, they're 20 behind their parents in the same point in life in, 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 in income. But that's about the economy. No that's not about the family unit. And no, what, what you're arguing no, for you're is an no, economy no, no, that is backward, that is that is nostalgic and backward looking. Would, why wouldn't, but why wouldn't no, the economic Margaret, nationalists, Margaret, no, no, Steve, Margaret, just help me here. Margaret, Margaret, we, 
It's not nostalgic. Why wouldn't the economic? Excuse me. Let me just say this really quick. Why wouldn't the economic nationalist in you want to modernize the economy in order to deliver for working people, but not with a backward-looking vision of manufacturing as the base? It's the fourth industrial. But in a new kind of economy. It is the economy. But here's the thing. It's a fourth. We're upon a fourth industrial revolution. It should be centered here. You say I'm nostalgic. I want to go back to the 50s, like it's some medieval period. It's a golden age. Okay. For for white Americans. No, but this. My point. No, I'm not talking about the cultural aspects. I'm talking about the economic aspects. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. You're locked and loaded right here. It seems like we're having some sound issues on Rumble, okay? So give me a second here. Let me figure this out. I don't know why we're having sound issues on Rumble. Um, Give me a second to figure this out. Yeah, it seems like we're having a lot of of trouble there on Rumble. Let me, uh, I don't even have sound. Eli, do you have a uh, picture out there but no sound? So picture's working for you. All right. Well, we're watching on Getter, too. So hold on a second, guys. We'll get this figured out. We'll get this figured out. We know we've got a lot of people watching and waiting. Chat's moving fast. I get it. Uh, I don't see. Hold on. Give me a second here. Sorry about this, folks. We get our producer back, and we get uh, we have a no sound going on. Yeah, I, I Eli, make sure you let him know we're working on it in the chat. Okay, uh, I'm just seeing what there might be a cause of this here. Check, check, one, two. Do we have sound on do we have sound on Roku Fire Stick and Getter? Folks, Roku Fire Stick and Getter sound okay? Again, bear with us. Sometimes this stuff happens. I don't see any difference in anything of what we're doing here, so hold on. Make sure that we Just a, a delay in the, how we're starting the show today, folks. That's all. Yep. Everything good on my end. So. No sound. Still no sound on Rumble. <laughs> Let me try to get a hold of Rumble real quick. I know there's a lot of people who don't have Getter. And stuff like that, so. I know I'm getting messages from everybody. No sound. Bye, no sound. Yeah, I get it. I get it, folks. All right, well, we're just going to go on with the show, and we're going to hope Rumble Rumble comes into it. Not sure what's going on there, but we got a getter feed that's fine. Got sound on Getter, no Telegram today. No Telegram today. Oh, what a way to start out the show, huh? It's on Telegram, so not sure what people are talking about. Rumble's treated you like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah, must be. Well, for all those who did not get the morning 
cold open. Let me just give you an idea of what the cold open uh, was saying. It was basically a, a, um, a, a triggered liberal who could not stand the fact that Steve Bannon was talking about gender roles. A triggered liberal who could not stand the fact that Steve Bannon was talking about the nucleus, the family nucleus, and how important that is, and how important it is to make sure that we, uh, in our society, that we have gender roles, number one, and that we, uh, that we follow our gender roles. It's very important. All right, I just talked to, get to Rumble, folks. And they are on it trying to figure out what's going on. Um, again, just talked to Rumble and they are figuring out what's going on. And they're saying that others are fine. So, guess we'll have to just keep on keeping on. So, yeah, it was just about, uh, it was about uh, a, a triggered liberal who could not take the fact that there are, that there, there's gender roles for a reason. God created us all for a reason, and, and we, need to, uh, we need to fall basically into line. And she's like, so, you should, so you're saying that men should go back to work in the factories and women should stay at home? And, and he said, if they choose to do so. He said, the problem is, is our economy and the way things are going and the way this country has, has been led over the last few decades has made it so that we can't choose to do so, okay? That we can't choose to do that. Yes, Rumble's working on it, folks. And again, thank you very much to Arrow Pink. Said you don't need to have a Getter account. Just go there and search. <laughs> I'm just telling him now we got picture, no sound. So, yeah. Anyway, folks, we're moving on. Um, I want to give you a. Uh, I want to give some special thanks out here to folks who, uh, who sent some stuff last week. And I know we got off to a rough start there, but we're gonna get right back into it. Nothing makes me more upset than when we de- have, when we have something go wrong that we can't uh, control. It's out of our control. I would like to give shout out to Justin Funkhauser. Been a viewer since the backyard days. Wanted a big shout out. And Michael Becca, thank you very much for that that uh, letter that I read to the Pope last week. Mr. and Mrs. Schroeder and Carol Kenyon, thank you all very, very much. We have got Rumble said, keep it on. We'll see what we can do from this end. So as soon as Rumble does something from their end and fixes this, I will let you guys know. But again, folks, we do have gender roles. And gender roles are very important. It doesn't mean that one person is better than another. It doesn't mean that I'm smarter than you because you're a woman and I'm a man. None of that stuff matters. It's not that. What matters here, folks, is what God designed us and created us to do. Okay, what God designed and created us to do. And if people can't accept that and they want to push uh, this weird society uh, of of all men need to become women and all men need to either experience being a woman or become a transgender or be open to your family members making that decision just so that we can have equity or equality or whatever it is. It's not going to do anything but destroy our nation even worse. Okay, it's not going to do anything but destroy our nation even worse. I do want to give some shout outs here for those that are watching on Getter that jumped over from Rumble. Miguel Ortiz, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Mark Joseph, thank you very much. Uh, Mark Stengel, how you doing? Texas Chick, good to see you. Ed Hartwell, first time on Getter. I'm a Rumble guy every day. And we don't want to go away from Rumble. 
We don't want to go away from Rumble. Not at all. Rumble's our home. It's just having some problems. Trying to see what the issue is, and I understand it's time sensitive. Okay, that was from Rumble, though. So let the, just to let you know, they're working on it on their end. Welcome all the Rumblers, said Bev1958. Amber said, came from Rumble. Hello, Getter, LFA family. And we've got uh, a couple more here. Avon, good to see you. And Linda from Montana. Montana on board. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Let's go to the Lord, and let's pray that the Lord gets this stuff fixed for us. My newsletter this morning was titled, How to Describe, How Do You Describe What You Are Worth? It's a question. How do you describe what you're worth? Well, we're going to get into that right now. First of all, hello and happy Monday, folks. I did forget to say I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, from the Live Free or Die Granite state of New Hampshire. It's a blessing to be here. I got to say that to really get my uh, mojo. Um, I'm very happy to have Eli back in the studio, his first day back, and look how screwed up everything is. No, I'm just kidding. It is nice to have him back. We did miss him. Um, Now we all see how much he means to this show, I said in the morning newsletter. I would like to thank everyone who donated through JeremyHarrell.com in the month of July and also by mail. Thank you very much. I'd also like to thank everybody who purchased items off JeremyHarrell.com and used my promo code with our partners, MyPillow, uh, BraveAmerican, and PatriotFoods.com. It's all helped in a very, very low donation time. So thank you all. You guys are great folks. Uh, verses of the day, Matthew 5, 3 through 7. Now, a lot of you who know the New Testament know exactly what Matthew 5, 3 through 7 is all about. And you've heard it before, even if you could not, um, even if you could not say it by memory. But as soon as I start saying it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be com- uh, comforted. Blessed are, the, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. Very important part of that verse. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. How do you describe what you are worth? Well, it's simple. The real measure of your worth uh, is, and your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all of your money, your assets, and your possessions, okay? Because that's not real wealth. Real wealth is the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. That's real wealth. The salvation of God, uh, uh, the salvation of heaven through Jesus Christ, that's real wealth. Your worth has nothing to do with your earthly possessions or how much money you have been able to accrue. Your worth is in your actions, what you say, how you treat people. None of what you gain here on earth will be taken with you. Matter of fact, the grave of a poor man looks exactly like the grave of a rich man. We should never look at celebrities or well-known people as the standard to be achieved here on earth. As a matter of fact, we should run from it as far as possible. None of it's real. Those people are the most miserable, unhappy people on the planet. So stay humble, strive for goodness, strive to help others, and give away excess stuff and money. Live on what you need to live on and enjoy the world that God gave to you. Find your joy in helping others. That is when you are worth more than money can buy. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. What a very, 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 very strong uh, newsletter this morning and verse of the day to remember. Remember, folks, if you're living on things you don't need, if you have things that you don't need, then get rid of them. If you're paying for things that you don't need to pay for, get rid of it. Keep only what you need to keep you and your family happy and moving on to the next day. And having said that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Again, folks, if you're just joining in on Rumble, we are having some sound issues on Rumble. I just got an update. Um, He says, keep on it. It's a holiday uh, day for them where they are trying to see what the issue is. And I understand it's time sensitive. Um, I sent over an email on Friday, blah, blah, blah. That has nothing to do with. Okay, so we're still working out the problems on Rumble. And I'll ask our producer to keep on that and to, uh, to let me know if and when Rumble comes back up and starts working. I also understand some people are just staying there for the chat, and I thank you guys for being so dedicated and loyal. We'll make sure that we continue to get on this. All right, we're going to go to our first and foremost section of the day today, and that is during the weekend, folks, we had a lot happen this weekend. A lot happened over the weekend, hence why usually these morning shows have been running an hour, 15 minutes, hour, and 20 minutes, because there's just so much that's going on, it's hard to do it in one day, okay? It's hard to get it out in one show in one day, so we got to have it go for, We have to have it go longer, and this weekend, Joey Applesauce tested again positive for COVID-19, so he's three times boosted, I mean three times um, COVID-vaccinated. He's once or twice boosted now. I don't know. I can't keep up with all the, the fake boosters and fake vaccines these guys are getting. But over this weekend, as I finished the show going into Saturday, we found out that Joe Biden uh, was tested positive once again for COVID-19. So I want to go and read um, what he said, what the, what the White House said, and what Biden said. And then I'd like to go and read what Trump said, because I think it's a tale of two presidents. I do think it's a tale of two presidents. He says, folks, folks, today I tested positive for COVID again. This happens with a small minority of folks, he says. I've got no symptoms, but I'm going to isolate for the safety of everyone around me. I'm still at work and will be back on the road soon. Sir, you're never on the road, number one. You're always in your basement. You're calling lids on things at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You're, you're never in the Oval Office either. Have you guys noticed that Joey Applesauce is never in the Oval Office. And anytime you do see Joe Biden, it's in the fake Oval Office. Now, don't you think that that's weird? Now, I'm not... Uh, let me just see if we got some sound here. Now, I do think it's weird that we don't see Joe Biden in the Oval Office. Now, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to get on this... this uh, you know, this kick that he's not the real president. We know he's not the elected president. We know he's the unelected, um, illegitimate president. I'm not going down that road. But I do want to say that it's awfully strange that you never see Joe Biden give an address to the American people from the Oval Office. We're all under the, we all are under, we all, we're all aware, I should say, even the Democrats are aware 
that he is giving addresses from a fake Oval Office. The real question is why? Why is he giving fake addresses from the real Oval Office or from the fake Oval Office? It's kind of odd. But anyway, um, he's very wrong when he said this happens to a small minority of folks. Because uh, from new reports, it finds up to 40% of patients that, are, that have the vaccination are getting COVID twice, three, four times after, after they've been vaccinated and boosted. And I can remember, if we go back in time, to when Biden mocked Trump's COVID diagnos- diagnosis um, as he tested positive um, after he left the White House. Today, Trump, uh, President Trump released a post on Truth Social where he put the proper perspective on Joe Biden's second diagnosis. So let's read what President Trump said. President Trump said, Joe Biden's second bout of COVID, sometimes referred to as the China virus, was sadly misdiagnosed by his doctors. He instead has dementia, but is happily recovering well. Joe is thinking of moving part-time to one of those beautiful Wisconsin nursing homes where almost 100% of the residents miraculously and for the first time in history had the strength and the energy to vote. Even those votes were cast illegally. Get well soon, Joe. Now, President Trump said so much stuff while he trolled Joe Biden there. He's talking about the Wisconsin nursing homes. He's talking about the House... um, Republicans opening up a new investigation into the nursing homes as we get ready to take over in the midterms of November. He's talking about how Joe Biden does definitely have dementia, and he's talking about how illegal votes were cast by people in nursing homes. President Trump is the master, master of however many characters he was used to on Twitter. He is the master of getting out everything he needed to say in that little bit of time. And what the United States Independent and Blue Dog Democrat and Republican needs to understand is everything that he said in those in that little paragraph and everything I said leading up to it about Joe Biden never being in the Oval Office. I think we're about ready to see a major shift in leadership in this country, whether that means Joe leaving office, Kamala taking over the reins, somehow some other Democrat stepping in, Joe, uh, Donald Trump getting back to office. I think we're about to see a major major leadership change in our country for what, for whatever that's worth. And it's a, it's a very strange thing that's happening right now, but long story short, Joey Applesauce got COVID. Joey Applesauce is isolating again. You're not seeing him on camera. He's not out there doing anything. And in the meantime, president Donald J. Trump is out playing in golf tournaments for the LIV golf tournament in Bedminster. Now, he was also joined by a whole bunch of other patriotic MAGA candidates and, and, and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tucker Carlson, and, uh, Donald Trump Jr., Eric, Jr. Or Eric Trump, and a whole bunch of other uh, patriotic people were there, including the crowd. Now, the crowd got caught. A week, there was a few moments where the crowd was, uh, was chanting, let's go, Brandon, and four more years. So meanwhile, while Joe Biden's sick with COVID, isolating you got president trump out doing this check this out hold on let's play that again play that over all right it looks like we got rumble sound now is that true producer can we find out 
if Rumble Sound is working. If the sound is uh, definitely working back on Rumble, uh, those who would rather watch on Rumble can go back to Rumble and start hitting those Rumbles and uh, getting those likes uh, back up. No sound for you? Somebody said it was working. Hold on, folks. Give me a second here. Can you confirm everybody? Oh, no, we still got no sound. My fault. Still got no sound. Some people said they have sound. Not sure what's going on. But uh, that's the tale of two presidents. One president out there killing it. Another president out uh, actually dying from whatever he's got. Now, here's where they were chanting four more years. Check this out. So you got President Trump out there pumping his fist saying four more years, four more years, four more years out there playing golf, playing golf right there along the rest of them while Joe Biden is hung up somewhere crying, I guess. I don't know, puking, not remembering anything, pooping his pants, whatever it is. So that was our two, that was our two presidents this year, the rightfully and uh, rightfully elected legitimate president out there with physicality uh, of a 50-year-old, and uh, Joey Applesauce, unelected, illegitimate uh, resident of the United States, not being able to walk, move, think, go to the bathroom, or any of that stuff. And now, I'm going to break away from that, and I'm sorry we've had such a sluggish start this morning. It gets me, it really gets me worked up when things don't work uh, as they're properly supposed to work. And uh, so I do apologize for that, folks. We're just going to get right back into the swing of things here. And we're going to go to Maricopa County because over this weekend, again, more bombshell presentation uh, reports come out that reveals the identity, identities, I should say, plural, of the Maricopa County election employees who actually deleted the files from the election server before the Maricopa County audit itself. So let's get into that story. Do you remember the video that I showed you a few months back? Um, I believe it was from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Jordan Conradson from the Gateway Pundit had gotten it, I think, first, and then it went to Darren Beatty and Revolver. But either way, do you remember the footage that we showed you of that election room with the window, uh, the glass windows and the glass door, and it showed uh, individuals going in there and messing with things with thumb drives and then coming out? Well, we couldn't get a clear picture. We couldn't get a clear video of the people themselves who were going in and out. We could just tell if it was a male or a female. I think we could anyway. Hard to tell in these day and age. But we now actually have the names of those people. We the People Arizona Alliance hosted an election security forum in Maricopa County on Saturday, featuring testimony from expert witnesses and state legislators. This informational hearing, moderated by investigative journalist Lara Logan, presented evidence of fraud in the 2020 presidential election and addressed concerns in the 2022 primaries. The hearing also featured bombshell testimony, revealing exactly who in Maricopa County deleted and uh, the subpoenaed 2020 election files before delivery to the Arizona Senate auditors. The county was clearly hiding something back then. We didn't know who it was. We do now. Lara Logan dropped a bombshell on stage, revealing that the Biden regime is now giving Social Security numbers to illegals at the border. Now, Ben Berkwam called me last night 
and we were dealing with some family stuff that I couldn't pull away from. And I did reach back out to Ben Berkwam this morning to see if he was trying to get me, uh, trying to uh, get a hold of me because of this. And I, I still haven't been able to confirm that or not. But election investigator Matt Van Bibber also shared his discoveries from the Maricopa County Elections Department public footage. He finally revealed the identities of the individuals who illegally deleted the election files from the election management server. These people, by the way, should be arrested and they should be um, indicted and going to court today. But you still have Michelangelo Bernovich there doing absolutely nothing. Federal law requires these files to be kept for 22 months. We know that these files were deleted. Let's get to the individuals. Um, it was revealed by Van Bubber that the Maricopa County Election Database Administrator, Brian Ramirez. I think I have a picture of this guy. Here he is right here, folks. Let's get this over. Brian Ramirez, Database Administrator at Maricopa County Elections. DeVry Institute, Phoenix, Arizona. Now, that looks to me like that is his LinkedIn page. Everybody that's watching right now, this is your homework. We're going to find the social media pages for this kid across the board. Brian Ramirez. This looks like his LinkedIn page, but this is him. He was the one that was granted unauthorized entry to the server room on multiple occasions and he deleted files. So we need to make sure that we reach out, all of us, to Mark Burnovich today and demand the arrest and the indictment of Ramirez. Ramirez does not have the required credentials to access that server room. However, Van Bibber discovered that he falsely used the identities of individuals who were authorized access, meaning that he must have used their key cards and got into an unsecure or to a secured area. Van Bibber said this. So basically, you have Brian entering the server room and remembering, I told you he does not have badge access. We the people actually collected server room logs from Maricopa. So I went through all this footage, he said, and matched it with the logs. What you see here is Brian has Passarelli's card in the server room and he also has Charles Cooley's badge as well. So Logan, Lara Logan said, so Brian is accessing the server room using the identities and the cards of other people. That should be highly illegal. Maricopa County policies also require two people, and we talked about this back on that day. They require two people in the server room whenever someone is using the keyboard video monitor. Brian was alone on multiple occasions. In the photo that uh, the, in the video that we showed you, Ramirez is also alone in the server room, violating county election policy. And so not only is he not in there with another person, which is required by policy, but he's in there using other people's credentials that uh, that is allowed to be in there, and he's not. Van Bibber then played the video of Brian Ramirez accessing the server room after he was let in by an assistant. Her role is the election, assistant elections director, and her name is Christy Pastorelli. Let me show you her picture right here. She is the sit, a secretary and treasurer of the Maricopa County Election Services assistant director. And at the same time, 
that Brian Ramirez was using this lady's key card, that server log for those elections records were deleted. So now we know the who, we know the where, we know the why, we know the how. So where's Mark Burnovich? Where is Attorney General Mark Burnovich now? Now that we have all this. Let's see if we can... um, I think I have that video footage. Now this is old video footage, ladies and gentlemen. I showed this to you a long time ago. Let's get into this. Uh, Here's this video footage um, that we were talking about. In case you did not watch Live from America back then. Um, Give me a few seconds here. We pull that old video up. All right, here it is. So what are we looking at here? These are some uh, logs or... Hold on. I'm actually... So basically, so basically, we had, we had, we had Ryan and I, I don't know how many classes class he has now, or class class, but basically we have Ryan actually entering the server, server room. room. Remember, Remember, I told you, I told he does not have access, 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 so I have so all this video footage, and I have to match through all this video footage, and I match it up with the logs. Basically, what you see is Brian has passed the rally card in the server room, which is a violation because we don't know who's in the room now unless we're watching the cameras. And he also has Charles Cooley's password as well. Let's move forward to the video. Here we go. And basically, and basically, more than more, more than three people, people had access. Basically, basically, I believe about probably for your general control. So here's so the here's video the that I everybody from Austin and Maryland wants want to see. Who deleted the the, the server log? Well, I want that. Yeah, I want to shut that off. I don't want to hear that anymore. I can't stand that echo. Long story short, that's the video that was supposed to have showed you, but I'm not going to play it anymore because I can't stand listening to that guy's echo. How? You know what? It's it, it mind boggles me. I'm going to go back and I'm going to vent for a minute. I'm going to rant about this rumble problem right now, by the way. It, it mind boggles me that in 2022, people can't get their act together when it comes to technical stuff like this. Okay? It mind boggles me how people with massive budgets can't get their crap together. But anyway, I digress. A long story short, folks, Brian Ramirez and uh, what was her name? Miss Piggy there. Christy Passarelli. Uh, they're guilty of voter fraud and they need to be in jail tomorrow. So we know what to do. Call, 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 get old of Brnovich, do whatever you can do and get these people locked up. Osvan says it's a rough day for me. It's not a rough day for me. It's a rough day for these people's platforms. And, uh, well, that's, and people are going to be ticked. It is what it is. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want to move to, uh, I want to move to the state of Michigan real quick because I want to talk about how Michiganders and conservatives are actually um, reacting to Donald J. Trump endorsing Michigan Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon on Friday night. So most of you know by now that uh, I have endorsed Garrett Saldano. There's other people that are also great in that race as well, like Ryan Kelly. There's even another candidate who was endorsed by Mike Lindell, who's another great candidate. Now, I'm not here to say that Tudor Dixon is a bad person. I've actually met Tudor Dixon on a couple occasions. 
I was at an event with her in Michigan. I think she's a great mom. I think she's a great family person. I think she's a great patriot. Here's why I did not endorse Tudor Dixon, and I endorsed somebody like Garrett Saldano. The reason why I did not endorse Tudor Dixon uh, is because I never seen her fight. I never seen a fight out of her. She was great when she was on Real America's Voice News. She was a big-time supporter of President Donald J. Trump. I get it. But she was not a fighter. I did not see fight in her. And then all of a sudden, that uh, fake news stuff came out last week about the, uh, you know, the, stress, the stress testing on the primaries. And it had Tudor Dixon way in the lead in the polls, or way in the lead for winning, when in the polls, she's not been in the lead on barely any of them. Barely ever. Right? Garrett Saldano has beat Tudor Dixon in the polls many times. Ryan Kelly was beating Tudor Dixon in the polls many times in different polls. All right? And, ladies and gentlemen, she's not won a single debate. She's not won a single debate. She's not leading in the actual polls of Michigan. You never see her out there fighting or at least any kind of sound bites or videos out there holding anybody accountable like Gretchen Whitmer. So why did President Trump endorse Tudor Dixon just days before the primary? And I, so I don't know the answer to that. But what I do want to do is I want to read to you um, what Michiganders and what conservatives there actually think and what they believe. So let's get into that. Trump's endorsement sent shockwaves through the state's America's first grassroots activists and stunned the other four gubernatorial candidates who were overlooked. Michigan voters are still wondering what Trump got in return for agreeing, agreeing to endorse Dixon only five days before the election. Again, this is me reading to you what the people of Michigan think. Okay, you guys already know what I think. Kevin Rink. Rinky. I don't know how to say his last name uh, properly, so I apologize. A successful business owner and a multimillionaire who's been funding his own campaign is one of the leading candidates in the race. And on July 18th, uh, Kevin released an advertisement targeting or targeted at President Donald Trump in an attempt in an attempt to dissuade him from the endorsement. We're not going to go ahead and play that now. But in a, in, a de- in a desperate last-ditch attempt to show President Trump that conservative grassroots in Michigan opposed Tudor Dixon's candidacy, thousands of activists actually signed a petition directly addressing President Donald J. Trump. MAGA supporters in Michigan are strongly opposed to Tudor Dixon. This is what they wrote, okay? Somebody said, again, with bashing Trump, done. Candy, I'm going to stop right now, and I'm going to stop you right there. Nobody is bashing President Donald J. Trump. He makes bad endorsements once in a while. That's not bashing President Donald J. Trump. If that's what makes you done, then bye. Okay? That's not what we're doing here. Okay? We have a right to question President Donald J. Trump's endorsements. We have a right to do that. He was wrong in David Perdue. He was wrong in uh, Dr. Oz. And we're just trying to figure out why he's endorsing these people. So if you don't like that, and if you're done because of that, there's nothing we can do for you. Sorry. This is from them. Is opposed to uh, Tudor D- Dixon winning the gubernatorial nomination. Betsy DeVos does not have our best interest in mind, and we are working hard to stop her, said the petition. Okay? Nine of Michigan's most conservative candidates, including Representative Matt Maddock and America First Patriot John Gibbs, signed the statement directed at Trump urging him not to endorse Tudor Dixon, 
Still, President Trump endorsed the Betsy DeVos-backed candidate. Tudor Dixon, while leaving candidates with a track record of solid support for President Trump and his America First agenda to question their loyalties to the former president. Again, I am reading this, okay? Trump cut a deal with a former member of his cabinet who blamed him for the violence on January 6th and admitted to working behind the scenes to convince Congress to invoke the 25th Amendment as a way to remove him from office in his final days. Many blame the DeVos family for the large number of spineless Republican lawmakers in Michigan, many of whom rely on the DeVos family to fund their campaigns and are beholden to the whims of the billionaire family. Now, let me, re- let me just talk to you real quick about this, okay? Maybe it's reverse psychology so the rhinos won't push for her. Maybe it is. That's something that we should discuss right here. So you've got Betsy DeVos, who funds... Rhinos in Michigan, spineless rhinos, who was in Trump's cabinet, who also called for January 6th crap. We'll just put, put, it, put it bluntly. And she is the one that's putting money behind these candidates in Michigan who Michiganders feel are not strong enough to take on Gretchen Whitmer. So the long story short is here, folks, what did he get in return for him backing Tudor Dixon and not Ryan Kelly and not Stephen Rink and, in, and not Garrett Saldano. When they are the ones that are the grassroots in the lead for, uh, for raising money, for backing President Trump, and for holding Gretchen Whitmer accountable on the lockdowns. So again, I'm wondering from the people of Michigan, what do you think of this? What do you feel... Why do you feel like President Trump made this endorsement? Do you agree with the endorsement? And what do you want to do? What do you hope to see moving forward? That is my question. Now, the other candidates put out statements saying, hey, we're still gung-ho. We're happy to have President Trump's endorsement on August 3rd when we win. That's the way to handle that. And then just move on. You didn't get the endorsement? Oh, well, time to move on. Everybody wants Trump's endorsement. The question is, why did Tudor get it and none of the others? That's a good question to ask. And if you're done because of that and you call that Trump bashing, then you were never strong enough to begin with. I'm sorry. I'm reading some of your comments here, so bear with me. That is the perfect question, says Carrie. We can only pray that he made the right choice. Only trust in God, not man. Great that people are starting to do something. Pelosi going to Taiwan. Okay, that's, that's not dealing with this. Um, don't agree with Tudor. I think it's reverse psychology. Do not agree. Trump is allowed to make mistakes. Oh, he is. He is allowed to make mistakes. Nobody said he wasn't. That's why Jeremy Trump and Betsy, hold on. Our biz, that's why Trump, that's why Jeremy Trump and Betsy are business associates. Okay, I get it. Trump was wrong with the endorsement of Dixon. Um, reverse psychology, my opinion. I agree with you, Jeremy. 100% agree. Don't agree with the endorsement. We'll be voting Garrett. Bye, Felicia. Trump was wrong with Oz. I look Trump a long time to get behind Michigan governor. Amen, Jeremy. It's totally okay to ask. And that's the thing here, folks. Trump would never say you're not allowed to question him. He would actually tell you why he... Now, he did say why he did it. 
But again, I'll read Trump's endorsement of Tudor. It said this. The great state of Michigan is being destroyed by radical left Democrats. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is the queen of lockdowns, except for her husband, school closures, blah, blah, blah. That's just okay. When I met Tudor Dixon, she was not well known, but I could tell she had something very special. It was a quality that few others have. She delivered a powerful speech on how she would lead Michigan, fight for the election integrity, turn around the economy and protect the future of Michigan and every child. Then, after recognizing her during my rally speech in April, her campaign took off like a rocket ship. The people of Michigan got it, just like I did. Tudor Dixon is a conservative warrior who built an impressive career in the steel industry while working with her fabulous father, who is now watching her proudly from above. She raised a beautiful family and is ready to save Michigan. She's pro-God, pro-gun, pro-freedom, and she won't be stopped. She will stand up to the radical left as they try to indoctrinate our children and ready to take one of the worst governors in the nation, take on one of the worst governors in the nation, Gretchen Widmer, who is trying to destroy Michigan and our country. Tudor Dixon will make a great governor and has my complete and total endorsement. She will not let you down. That is what President Trump said in his endorsement, and he has every right to do that. Uh, Sass64 says Trump is a genius and must have a reason. Now, I used to say that. I used to say, Trump is a genius and just ha- and has his reason and knows more than we do. What I say now is, then where was then where was he with that Purdue and that Dr. Oz endorsement? Because those weren't just like up in the air endorsements. I believe Tudor Dixon might be an up in the air endorsement. She could be just as everything as President Trump said she was, or she may not be. But there's no way to uh, Purdue and, and Dr. Oz were. They were the worst candidates you could ever endorse, and he endorsed them. So, again, not, understand, not understanding that one. Not understanding that one at all. I'm glad you guys are actually weighing in on this and actually talking about it and not just saying, hey, I'm done, you're Trump bashing. I'm not Trump bashing. And by the way, folks, if you guys in Arizona actually elect Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, all these are Trump endorsed, by the way, great endorsements. Abe Hamaday, Wendy Rogers, all that. By the way, you will be the first state to decertify the election. You will be the first state to decertify the election because they're not playing games. They're all about uh, decertification and they're all about taking the bull by the horns. I wish other states would do that as well. But if you guys do that, you'll see Maricopa County um, supervisors prosecuted. You will see uh, Mark Burnovich held accountable for what he didn't do. And you will see a decertification right there in the state of Arizona. All right. All right. Here we go on. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, and for all those people out there who don't think Trump makes mistakes, um, do you think he made a mistake in endorsing the vaccine? Because I believe he did that. And I'm still 100 percent behind Trump. The guy makes mistakes like we all do. It is what it is. And I don't think he should have endorsed her. That's just my opinion. Um, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about the unhinged left right now. Now, you know when they start telling you exactly what their plans are, that they're unhinged. You know when they're not afraid to talk about the new world order, when they're not afraid to talk about taking every gun in this country away, not just semi-automatic rifles, when they're not afraid to talk about how we didn't go strong enough on the lockdowns, that is them being them. And the only reason that they're ever able to say exactly what they feel and what they think is if they are becoming unhinged because they know they're losing. So let's talk about that real quick. The first unhinged uh, 
Democrat that I want to talk about is the one that flipped off the Republican, the GOP team at the congressional baseball game last week when she ran by the, uh, the Republican side and she flipped them off on her way by. Flipped them off on her way by as if she was, I don't know, making a statement that people were going to rally around. Well, Democrats didn't rally around it. Progressives didn't rally around it. Liberals didn't rally around it. Communists and Marxists didn't rally around it. Republicans sure as heck didn't rally around it. She just looked like an overstuffed, stupid person. She drew, and if you didn't see it, you didn't miss much. The congressional game was last week, all right? And uh, the Democrats lost 10 to 0. They didn't make one point. The Republicans stomped them, and it was a, it was a good... Uh, it, it was basically indicative of what's going to happen these midterms. And when she... Uh, ran the base. She ran by the Republican bench and she flipped them off. Middle finger, didn't even look at him, went by. That's one uh, example of an unhinged Democrat leftist who is scared of what's coming in November. Then we talked about the unhinged Democrat who was just got cataract surgery and was talking to a local news station while she struck another car, killing the mother and the five-year-old daughter. But yet no charges brought up on her. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have another unhinged liberal, an unhinged Democrat, who drove her car through an intersection, striking a pedestrian in in a hit and run, didn't even stop to see if the pedestrian was okay. I don't know if this video has any sound, but uh, let's let's kick this over and let's go ahead and play this video. Watch this. Boom. Didn't even stop. Smoked him. By the way, he was an Uber Eats bicyclist. She drove right through and smoked him. New Jersey Democrat lawmaker Amy DeGeis captured driving over an Uber Eats bicyclist. She did not report the hit and run until six hours later. No charges have yet to be filed. No charges have yet to be filed. I want you to go out right now. I don't really want you to, but this is a metaphor. If you went out right now and you even backed your car into another car that had nobody in it, if your car was parked somewhere and there was a car parked behind you and you just hit it in reverse, backed up into that car and then drove off, and then six hours later you called the police off the police station, you would be fined, arrested, or given a ticket. She's been none. She's no ticket, no fine, no charge, no arrest warrant, nothing. These are unhinged leftists, and they're not getting justice. But again, if you go back to the newsletter that I just read for you this morning, those who seek justice will get it. But there's more. We've got another unhinged liberal down in the great state of Florida who's actually a U.S. representative right now who's in re-election campaign mode. Her name is Lois Frankel, and she was triggered by a store, a diner owner, because of a campaign poster that was uh, campaigning for her opponent. Watch this. Incredible. Do we have sound? Exactly. What you can do. I'm not allowed to. You can go for the one. 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 You can go for
So there's her opponent right there. Her opponent is right here. Deborah Adamy. That's her opponent. And she was mad because the, the, uh, the diner owner, the store owner there, had a picture of her opponent, a campaign ad, up in his window. And she said, how dare you have that up in the window? And he says, what are you talking about? She said, how dare you have my opponent's uh, campaign uh, flyer up in your, uh, in your window? Basically, how dare you promote Republicans? They're racist. They're bigot. And he said, isn't this America? She's like, I'm never coming back in here again. He goes, well, that's kind of odd. Don't you think, isn't this America? Can I, uh, can I vote for whoever I want to? Can I endorse whoever I want to? And she's like, I'm never coming back in here. I'm taking a picture of this. I'm going to get so many people, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get them not to come in here. That's unhinged liberal right there. It's his business. He owns it. That is Marxist. That is communism. That is them trying to force people, cancel culture, destroy their business, campaign against them to try to, I mean, uh, get, a, get a campaign of losers against them to go out there and, and protest outside their business to destroy their business. These people know how bad they're going to lose. And if they didn't, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Unhinged liberals creating problems, destroying businesses, destroying lives, locking down, taking away freedom. Oh, and let's not forget about the ultimate Marxist Democrat out there, Nancy Pelosi, who's going to cause a war by going to Taiwan when China told her to stay away. And, and, and here's the problem, folks. I think you, you get all these people that are going, hey, I wonder what's going on in New York. Why are we getting all these nuclear blast videos? Why are we getting all these safety preparedness videos about what to do in a case of a nuclear war? Well, now we know why. Because I believe, honestly, folks, that the left is trying to get us in a massive, massive war ahead of the election so they can somehow stay in power. Why else would Nancy Pelosi go to Taiwan? She's going. She'll be there today. She will be there today. And by the way, she has really no... If she didn't go, if she let China say, if you go, there's going to be consequences, well, then the United States even looks more weak. They even look more weak than they've ever looked before because we bow down to China. If we go there, China is promising basically war. And yet this idiot... Nancy Pelosi is going. How about you shouldn't have said anything at all? We have a weak country right now because we have weak leadership. We're ripe for the picking. Russia doesn't fear us. China doesn't fear us. Meanwhile, China is now posting threatening military videos before Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, complete with Chinese invading forces seizing control of the Taiwanese island. Let me show you just a little bit of what Taiwan posted as a response to Nancy Pelosi going there. And this is not good, folks. Like I said, this is really bad because we're damned if we do and damned if we don't with these morons in charge. We either look weak and ripe for the picking or we cause a war because we, we, because we did something that they told us not to do. And if we, had, if we had Donald J. Trump in there, 
They wouldn't even dare to say what we should and shouldn't do. But this is how weak we are, and this is how uh, at risk we are. Check out this video that was posted by the Chinese military. Looks a lot like our videos used to look. CCP any longer, so we're not going to watch that. Now, a lot of people say that's just fear porn. Folks, we are not in the position right now to go to war with China, Russia, and Iran, because that's what would happen. China, Russia, and Iran, and North Korea, if we go to another world war. We should have never got to this point to begin with. We should have never got to this point to begin with. But here we go. Hopefully, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say what I was just going to say about Nancy Pelosi's plane. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Rumble is now working again. I just got the uh, email uh, from Rumble, said that it's fixed. So if you, could, uh, if you could all, the ones that actually do watch on Rumble, if you could all do me a favor and go back to Rumble and keep us on that leaderboard. Uh, we definitely don't want to jump off that leaderboard ever. So if, for all those who watch on Rumble normally, if you could go back to Rumble, sign in and hit those Rumble buttons. I would really appreciate it, and uh, I let Rumble know how incredibly unhappy that all of you were, and they wanted me to let you know that they apologize, and if anything happens like that in the future, they'll be on it right away. Do you think Facebook would ever do that? think Twitter would ever do that for somebody, or YouTube? I don't think so. Uh, Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to some good news of the show, we're going to end the show with some really good news. I do want to go in, and I do want to thank the people that are helping LFA out right now uh, when we really need it, and that's our sponsors. So the first one we're going to say thank you to is GoldCo. Again, folks, remember that these aren't people that are just funding uh, Live from America when we're so low on donations. These are people that know the content. They know the show. They've watched the show. They've seen your guys' comments, and they still say, hey, we would like to, uh, have, we'd like to sponsor you for this month and help you out for this month while you get by. That, to me are people that deserve some kind of uh, at least phone calls once in a while just to see what they're all about. So uh, if you haven't yet, get a hold of goldco.com today and find out how you can help secure your nest egg, whether all of it or some of it, with actual physical silver and gold. It's not for everybody, but there is a lot of people that watch the show that it is for. And they are a proud sponsor of Live from America. So call 855-559-3433 or go to goldco.com today and see about... Um, securing your nest egg and your funds and your money 
uh, with gold and silver, actual gold and silver. And I'd also like to give a big, massive shout out, if I could, to Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. I have been on this. I've been drinking this constantly. I don't, I don't have actual doctor's numbers yet because I haven't had the physical uh, happen yet, but I can tell you this. I do feel sharper. I do feel like I have more energy throughout the day. I don't know if it's attributed to this, but I did want to tell you that I took down some notes when I was talking to them. And a lot of people want to know a little bit more about this. So check this out. Um, 13 organic greens, 17 organic fruits, metabolic blends to work with your metabolism and help, help fight off disease, toxins, inflammation, which a lot of us people getting older get, and has massive amount of antioxidants. It, uh, it goes right to a, uh, help attack the, uh, the toxins in your lymphatic system, fights off flu, fights, fights off cancer, uh, you know, the symptoms of, 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 of a bad health system that lead to cancer. Uh, 600 lymph nodes connected to your system. All the veggies and fruits you need to drain and purge the toxins in your lymph nodes. So make sure you guys check them out. Field of Greens. My favorite kind is the wild berry, but it gives you everything you need for one full month. And they're about $55 a, a jar. But you put in the promo code LFA and you, and you save a ton. So check those guys out. Field of Greens and Gold Co. All right. Moving on, folks. This is really funny right here. CNN thought that they would go out to Wyoming and prove us all wrong. What do I mean by that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, CNN was going to go out to Wyoming and prove that Liz Cheney still has massive support (laughs) in Wyoming. They could not have been further from the truth. They could not have been further from the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I want to go right now to uh, CNN's reporting on the ground in Wyoming. They went out there to prove that Liz Cheney still has massive support in the state. And not only does she still have massive support in the state, but that people did not fall off from supporting her because of her role in January 6th. Like I said, that couldn't be any further from the truth because what CNN found out was uh, just the opposite. Check this out. Finish this thing. Let's go. At Frontier Days in Cheyenne, Wyoming, we found plenty of Republican voters bucking the Cheney name and vowing not to support Congresswoman Liz Cheney for a fourth term. Are you planning to vote for Liz Cheney? Can I cuss? Hell no. Are you planning to support Liz Cheney? Absolutely not. What are your thoughts about Liz Cheney running for a fourth term? Um, Personally, I think she said for three too many. Keep in mind, in 2020, Donald Trump won about 70% of the vote in Wyoming. So Liz Cheney's work on the January 6th investigation isn't playing so well with many Wyoming voters. She's done us dirty. How so? God, look at how she's done Trump. I'm a a Trump fan. I'm sorry. So she lost your vote because of her role on the January 6th committee and what she's doing about Trump? Yes. She's supposed to be supporting him. She's a Republican, for crying out loud. I find her work on the January 6th committee just repulsive. How do you feel about her work on the January 6th committee and her role? It's all a hoax. It's all propaganda. has nothing to do with anything. It's a witch hunt. Well, she says she's defending what's important to people here in Wyoming, uh, upholding the rule of law, defending the Constitution. If that was the rule of law, why doesn't he have a defense team in that courtroom? Boom. That ain't the rule of law. That's a kangaroo court. That's not the Wyoming way. She has been an embarrassment. It's a witch hunt. Are you proud of her for taking on Donald Trump? No. Here in 
in Cheyenne, more than 1,600 miles from Washington, D.C., almost everyone we spoke with told us they believe Liz Cheney is too focused on Donald Trump and the January 6th committee and not paying enough attention to what they believe matters to the people here in Wyoming. She doesn't know what her constituent, constituents want here anymore because she's lost touch with the values of the people. I don't feel like she supports her people here in Wyoming anymore. The things that she's voting for don't really reflect what the people here in Wyoming feel. Dean Dexter is one of just two Cheney supporters we found in the rodeo crowd. <laughs> if they're going to bow down and kiss the ring, I think that I don't want that for my representative. I want somebody who, who has the Constitution first and foremost in their mind. We've talked to a lot of folks who say that she has lost their vote because of her role on the January 6th committee, but not you. No, in fact, I think she's got it even stronger now. She's Well, you are one of two, so who cares what you think? Nobody cares. <laughs> who cares what that guy thinks? You're one of two, and as a matter of fact, that guy right there? Like so many other Republicans. I believe that she has a lot of that. We did it, Joe. Sorry about that, folks. We had some technical difficulties here today trying to get things ready. But that last guy, the last guy, the one of two, that guy gets the dumb, dumb award of the day right there alongside Liz Cheney. She said, we found one of two in the entire crowd. One of two. That way, that now you know, folks. Now you know CNN basically just went out there and screwed up the cheat. For Liz Cheney, there is no way that Rhino Liz Cheney can get can cheat in her election now because CNN said they found one of two in that entire crowd. That goes to show you how bad Liz Cheney is going to get absolutely destroyed in Wyoming come these primaries. Jeremy, you need to support Abbott in Texas. If not, it's Beto. Didn't say I didn't. I didn't say I didn't support Abbott in Texas. Yeah, you're kind of stuck there, uh, rock between a hard place, right? Same thing that happens to us here in New Hampshire. It's either Sununu, the rhino, or some Democrat who's going to come in and destroy things. Um, I support Abbott up against Beto. I do support Abbott up against Beto, but I don't support Abbott as a whole because he's a weak-spined rhino. He's a weak-spined rhino. So that's why. All right. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, good news coming out of Indiana. God wins. God wins. God wins. Now, if this show could have gone off without a hitch, this would have made this part of the show so much more great. But Indiana Senate has voted yes on a near total abortion ban in a special weekend session during the special weekend session session Saturday. The Indiana State Senate passed a bill with a near total ban on abortion. The lawmakers voted 26 to 20 to pass the bill known as SB1 with no Democrats voting in favor, according to the Associated Press. Guess what? Ten Republicans, ten, joined Democrats in voting against the bill, passed the minimum threshold for sending it to the House, the AP reported. The vote makes Indiana set to become one of the first states to impose fresh restrictions on abortion after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. According to the AP, should the bill be signed into law by Governor Eric Holcomb, abortions would be illegal from the time of conception. The only exceptions to the rule are cases of pregnancy through rape and incest or situations where the mother's life is threatened. Although the bill received 
support from most of the Republicans in the state Senate, some conservative lawmakers dissented. Senator Mike Young, a Republican who had introduced a failed amendment that would have ruled out exceptions in cases where abortions are necessary to sa- or the ones that save the mother's life, he voted against the bill, not because he agrees with his opponents, but because he, qu- he has qualms with some aspects of the legislation he hopes are addressed. For instance, Young said the bill would allow doctors to perform abortions to save the life of the mother, but doesn't require the doctor to inform the mother that, the, uh, that her life is in danger to begin with. She may never know the reasons why, he said. I just think it's important when a person makes the most important decision of their life, they ought to know if their life is in danger and what the reasons are why it's in danger. Now, I agree with that to, an, uh, to a certain extent, but you only get one chance at these bills, okay? And these bills are not shoved with pork. They're not shoved with people getting money that don't deserve it. They're not shoved with lobbyists getting rich off of it. Okay, these bills are not shoved with that kind of stuff. And you get one chance and one chance only at bills like this. And if you're a Republican and you vote no, and you sided with the Democrats on this, when you know it wasn't filled with pork, then you're a rhino, period. I don't give a crap what your reasoning is. You know dang well how often you get something like this. You know dang well. And your primary objective here should have been to save the life of children. Your primary objective here should have been to go with God and save the children's lives over all. And if it is not, then you are not the Republican that we like. You are not the Republican that's going to make it in this new Republican Party. So while I do applaud and say thank you to the Indiana Senate for at least doing something, those 10 senators that did absolutely nothing but side with the Democrats, you guys are losers. And the Indiana Republicans that actually sided with it, you get the Smarty Award. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're arguing over time. Like, I get it. It's not a tiny... Uh, thing to to inform the mother of like what she might be dying of or not. That's not a tiny thing. The tiny thing is here is that you're allowing things like that to stop a a basically near abortion ban in your state. And you're not going to get this opportunity more than once. You're just not. That's just the way politics work. You're not going to get it more than once. And yes, Amy says, remember, Kansas primaries tomorrow. Thank you very much, Amy, for reminding us. All right, we've got a couple more stories here to get through, folks. Again, sorry for the problems and the technical difficulties today. I know it's not our fault and we don't have to apologize, but I feel it's our responsibility to do so. Um, Big surprise here, folks. We're going to end this with two stories about the Supreme Court. Big surprise here. Do you guys know, and I guarantee the mainstream media isn't telling everybody about this, but a big surprise as the assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh's life the suspect that they have in custody is a transgender female, ladies and gentlemen. Bet you didn't know that. I bet you did not know that. Want to know why? Because the mainstream media is not telling you. And the reason why they're not telling you is because they're not telling you about the mental issues that these people that don't even know what gender they are have and how dangerous it is that we keep pushing this crap in our schools. Because it's just going to lead to more suicide 
and more people freaking out and having school shootings. The would-be killer identifies as a woman called Sophie, the man who authorities say planned the assassination attempt of Justice Kavanaugh and three others that he was going to shoot, he, she was going to kill, um, identifies as a transgender female called Sophie, according to courtroom documents. Nicholas Roski traveled to Kavanaugh's home after the address was leaked by leftists, which was probably indefinitely uh, or ultimately leaked by um, Chief Justice John Roberts. That's my, that is my opinion. Nicholas Roski, a transcript of a conversation Roski had on Reddit, confirms that he actually planned to kill at least three Supreme Court justices. We talked about that last week, saying I could get at least one, which could change the votes for decades to come. But I'm shooting for three, he said. All of the major decisions for the past 10 years have been along party lines. So if there are more liberals than conservative judges, they will have the power, he added. Court filings reveal new information about Nicholas Roski, the suspect who allegedly took the steps to kill Kavanaugh. Affidavit says he planned to kill three people and revealed to be trans and goes by the name of Sophie. Sophie. As part of his transition, the alleged killer devoted much of his time to trying to find a romantic partner who would be comfortable with him identifying as a transgender. In one post, Roski described himself as a 24-year-old MTF college graduate who is seeking a woman to cuddle with and watch movies with, something that could escalate to, quote, making out. The would-be assassin also revealed that he was uncomfortable around other men. Of course you are, because you were a coward, because you are a sissy, because you grew up not having a spine. And I guarantee you that this loser grew up without a father. In other words, Roski was a leftist loser who sought refuge with the degenerate, messed-up world of transgenderism while simultaneously seeking to atone for his pathetic existence by carrying out an extreme political violence attack which would have been murder on a Supreme Court justice. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what your kids are being exposed to in public schools every day. That is what these kids that have no idea what gender they are have to deal with every single day. And it's disgusting. Now, huge developments, ladies and gentlemen. And this is very serious. I'm taking the glasses off. That's how serious this is. This is so serious that I will risk getting a migraine looking at these blue lights. Okay? And I'm very susceptible to them. The Supreme Court has finally agreed and is ready to hear arguments that will either save or destroy the United States of America as we know it. They are ready to hear arguments that only legislatures have the right to update election law in their states, not leftist judges, nor the executive branch of a state, nor the federal government, nor the secretary of state, nor the Supreme Court there. Only the legislatures of those states have that right to do so. Let's get into this story. SCOTUS agreed in June to hear a case called Moore versus Harper, M-O-O-R-E versus Harper, spelled just like it sounds. A case related to the subject referred to as the independent state legislature theory. The case will have huge consequences. Now, this was reported by Breitbart. This is where I'm getting this story, okay? In case you guys want to go check it out. This is incredible. On Thursday, the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear this case uh, the next term to potentially bolster the elections elections power of state legislatures. The high court announced that it would take up the case known as Moore versus Harper, 
brought by North Carolina's Republican State House Speaker, who has challenged the state Supreme Court's decision to dismiss the legislature's congressional maps that would have given the party an advantage through partisan gerrymandering. The North Carolina Supreme Court in Friday, or I mean in February, excuse me, ruled that the legislative maps, which gave Republicans as many as 11 safe districts compared to just three for Democrats, violated the state's constitution in a 4-3 decision. In March, the U.S. High Court turned back efforts by Republicans to nullify the newly congressional maps approved by state court for the year's midterm elections. The left is freaking out about this case, perhaps because it's relevant to the corrupt actions taken by the states before the 2020 election. In Georgia, for example, the state's corrupt GOP secretary of state signed on an agreement with Hillary Clinton's attorney, Mark Elias, that provided for Dropbox in the state. Only the legislature has the ability to change election laws related to elections. I mean, laws related to elections per the independent state legislature theory. The Supreme Court in PA ruled that absentee ballots were fine in the 2020 election. They, the way they were managed was against the legislature, uh, was against the law and what the legislature had passed for laws previously. The Supreme Court there in Pennsylvania also allowed ballots. The case for Moore versus Harper involves a dispute over North Carolina's congressional districts. And the Washington Examiner said that the Supreme Court decision in this case is not expected until next spring. Others believe it may come this fall. What does this mean for us, folks? Well, this, what does it mean? It means that everything that Rudy Giuliani and, yes, Jenna Ellis tried to tell the state legislature after the steal of November 3rd was that state legislatures have plenary power. It's in the Constitution. Plenary power to create and to enforce the election laws in that state, not the executive branch, not the state Supreme Court, and not the Fed. So if the Supreme Court rules in the favor of the, of the North Carolina Speaker of the House, that means by default, by default, no federalizations of our elections will happen. There will be no federalization of our elections because by default, it will say that the state legislature has plenary power. That means coming in for mail-in ballots and counting for days and days and days in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and in, and in Georgia and in Arizona, that will not happen. That's why this is so incredibly important. So let's keep our prayers about us when it comes to this, that the Supreme Court of the United States of America actually sides with we the people once again. Well, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Again, I apologize for the problems. I, I, I hate, hate, hate when you can't get your LFA experience. Oops. Hold on here. I absolutely hate when you cannot get your LFA experience the way you're supposed to. And when problems happen out there, they happen in here, and it ticks me off. But by the grace of God, we made it. So, folks, remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Be sure to shop at mystore.com slash LFA, and go to jeremyherald.com and shop on the American Strong Companies tab so that we can make sure we're spending our money only with the people that fight for this country. Make sure to rumble the video on your way out. And having said that, folks, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that 
gospel. God bless you guys, and I will see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. God bless you guys. Have a great, great day. Peace out.